I think women totally shortchange themselves. I have a lot of women say, well, what am I going to do? I've only been a mother. I'm like, oh, well, you've run a house right. because I, I'm a mother who works and I run a house and I find it exhausting, you know, and my husband helps. He doesn't gripe about doing anything, honestly, but when he's away, you know, I'm doing everything and he mm -hmm. like, it's, he appreciates that. So it's not like a he, she thing, but I know how much work it is. Welcome to the In Then We Will podcast. I'm your host, Christina Borsetti, and we are on episode 37. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you're back for more, thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited you're here. I don't do the typical introduction to the podcast. A lot of podcasts I follow do that, give you a little blip of what to expect because this podcast is ever evolving. I started it on one tangent and it's just evolved over time, which I think is fun. It flows and it really, my goal is to touch on all the things that touch us in midlife. So we're talking about health, we're talking about marriage, we're talking about finances, that's gonna come in the future. We'll talk about you know dealing with grief and emotions and loss and we'll talk about motherhood and the list just goes on. It's just that full cycle wellness circle of things that come in and out of our lives because there are so many different moving parts. And if there's any way that I or my guests can encourage you or, or just help you to look at something with a different perspective, that's really what we're here to do. Today's episode is actually a follow-up to last week's episode. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 36, follow the breadcrumbs to your next big adventure with Chef Abby Gray, I encourage you to do so as it gives you a background history on Abby and how she went from working on Capitol Hill as a legislative aide and director of seminars all the way through becoming a renowned and respected private chef who now hosts her own cooking classes and culinary ventures, not just here in Massachusetts, but all over the world. She is a fascinating person. I loved our conversation, as I said in the last episode. And in this part two, she helps to encourage us as mothers that we're not just mothers, that we have, we do so much on a daily basis. And before you became a mother, what were you doing before that? We have such a rich life history. So if you're someone who's considering going into a new field, going back to work, starting something new, dot, 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 listen to this episode, listen to what Abby is saying, feel uplifted, feel encouraged to take another step forward. Look on your skill set. Look on the things that you are doing all the time. I actually wanted to share very recently that I had picked up an internship. And I think I mentioned this actually in uh, two episodes ago, I had picked up an internship. And one of the gals who's in the group who's become a dear friend of mine, Alicia, she's like, oh, you're so detail oriented. And I wanted to laugh out loud because 10 years ago, <laughs> When I was putting that I'm detail oriented, probably beyond that, but 10 year, 10 plus years ago, I was putting on my resume that I was detail oriented. I was definitely not detail oriented. I let a lot of things slide. And I think that has a, it has a lot to do with the fact that I probably wasn't passionate about, you know, uh, recruiting or selling green chemical products and whatever other crazy thing I was doing at the time when uh, I moved here in Massachusetts. But it just goes to show that we've done a lot of things, we've had a lot of experiences, and your skill set's gonna change over time. I think mother has made me more detail oriented because gosh forbid, I <laughs> forget anything. You know, if I 
forget the permission slip or I forget that was the other day. It was, oh mom, you didn't put a towel in my bag or a second towel really. I gave her one towel. Two towels of course was what she requested when they were going to the beach. But you have to be so much more detail oriented. I think motherhood actually gives you more skills than you probably ever realized that you actually had. So when you go to sit down and think about the skill set that you have, you'll be so surprised and elated to, and maybe you don't even know that yet. Maybe you need to go through taking up an internship or working for someone part-time to get your feels back into whatever you're doing, which we don't really talk about this in episode, in this episode particularly, but something that I did way back in the day, and I'm sure you did too, that if you went through, went to college and you had to do an internship so you could learn about the thing that you wanted to do. And I think as an adult, we don't think to do that and when I decided to take on this internship my husband kind of gave me a funny look and I go I promise you this is this is okay this is going to be great there's going to be so much goodness that comes out of that and I wanted to just let you guys know that as well like if, if you have the time if you can if you have if you don't are not depending on funds that you have to go out and get an actual job in order to support your family Think about doing an internship or doing something for, I don't know, something like, a, you know, some lower amount of money just to get the experience and then make a few bucks. I, there's, it shouldn't be worried about having anything be beneath you or beyond you or any of that. And, and again, that's what we kind of talk about a little bit more in this episode. And then we get to hear about Abby's awesome husband, Richard. And she's just leaving us with awesome nuggets of wisdom that she's just learned over the span of the last few decades in her career and in life and as a mother. So let's get into the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you on the flip side. It's not like I have to be happy all the time. I have lots come my way. You know, I we take care of my my mom. My stepdad's alive and doing great, but my mom wants, you know, a daughter around and my sister's yeah. living in DC. And um you know, and and Richard getting cancer and we had our daughter get married at the end of March and we had one turn 21 oh. and life goes on yeah. and you know, so there's a lot that happens, but in, even in that chaos and that and that turmoil i'm basically happy like i'm basically okay Mm -hmm. um and i think that that is something that i recognized in myself long ago i also always need a plan b like if that doesn't work out what will i do i think Mm -hmm. about that a lot like what if it doesn't work out well that's okay if i fail it's okay but Mm -hmm. i like what am i going to do next so i kind of do always think about that too yeah. I think that's also a tough place to be in. I just personally speaking, I've never been much of a forecaster. <laughs> so for me, I'm thinking, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, I just speaking of career, I'm like, okay, I would just have to get a full-time job or, you know, yeah. if this doesn't work out, then this, you know, I guess in some ways I do think that way, but I'm, you know, I've always hated the question, like, where are you going to be in five to 10 years? Cause like, I don't know where I'm going to be in five to 10 years. Oh, I changed I my mind know. a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That question always gave me the stiff but so but hopefully you'll be a little smarter and you will right. have you know when you Wiser. take that new road you you're taking a new road because it's a better path you right. know i always say too it's like one of the things like being a woman and going through different ages and 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 being around people is that you get like i've had friends who've like dropped off or you know it's interesting when you're you become successful whatever that is people get jealous of you or they think Mm -hmm. you they know what's going on you know and it's like no i i didn't just like 
like show this, up here one day like this. i didn't yeah. show up and all the equipment was here you know like you didn't yeah. see building ikea you know bench tops from like 12 a.m to 5 a.m you know so we could open at mm -hmm. 7 a.m like so yeah. it's interesting though because you have to kind of keep paying attention because mm -hmm. um and you have to narrate your story because mm -hmm. people will narrate it for you and yeah. i don't really care about those people but what i'm saying it, it's another thing about being a woman that you know you have to kind of trudge through like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, no, i agree I, with that i can get on your nerves <laughs> yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> and, and heavy you know because sometimes mm -hmm. it's like oh but um I, I just always try to make decisions that are best for me and my family and then you know for the greater good i hope yeah yeah so definitely sounds like you and your husband have a really strong relationship and you value the same things. So when it came time for you to make these changes going from advertising to the store store to becoming a chef, like what did that look like in terms of conversation, length of time, building things out? And was he really involved in all those processes or was he just there as sort of a coach? Um, well, I would say, mm -hmm. so my sister's, um, are very funny about my marriage because they're like, there's just, they're, they're just like, there's just no other Richard. Like there just isn't going to be another one for us. And I was like, well, Richard isn't just, Richard's a person. And, but I took the chance. Like I did the work to have a healthy relationship. Like mm -hmm. after my first marriage failed, I went to therapy. I, I took responsibility. I did, I wasn't actually responsible, but I was. You know, maybe the big thing, and I never spoke badly or ill of of him either, because um, I mean, I can say he he was an alcoholic, and it was really difficult. But I took responsibility for my role in my marriage, and then I worked from there because I mm -hmm. wanted to have a different relationship. I didn't want to have, you know, I didn't want to go back to being a caretaker. Yeah. I wanted to be a partner, and I also have that in me, like to just take care of everything and i it was killing me kind of you know i was yeah. really tired and so anyways so when i met richard richard was also it was instantaneous for both of us like it, it was instantaneous and it, i mean we were probably engaged in four months and we oh, wow. we never stopped talking from the moment we met and um, he went back to england the next day and um, oh wow yeah and then we kept talking and first of all, he is a coach, but he's also immensely supportive. He, I adore him, he adores me. And so he tries to make whatever I wanna do happen. And I don't say that lightly. I, I really feel it and I never take it for granted. We're very close, we rarely argue, we do argue, but mm -hmm. we, we kind of like, what are we arguing about? We could just probably talk through this. We don't shout, okay. he, doesn't, he, uh, he doesn't yell. He threw a mug once in the yard because I made him so angry about plantings or something. I was really being a pain in the ass. And he, he's like, oh, and he like threw his mug. And we were all like, <laughs> like not even hard or far. And we were all like, oh my God. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, <laughs> like he's, he's just, um, that's sweet. Yeah. He's just, um, he's, uh, I don't know. He just doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. And he, um, he doesn't want to prove anything to anybody. He just is, goes along. He's such a nice person. Mm -hmm. He's truly really mm -hmm. a very kind individual. So, yeah. so he just tries to help. Yeah. Know? I like that. Okay. And so, 
he ahead. was he involved? No, I was gonna say, was he involved with the store on any level, or was oh, he again everything? Yeah, everything. I mean, he has a full time job, but I was gonna ask: is he is he an entrepreneur? Or does he work full time? <laughs> yeah, he's an engineer. He's had a company for twenty two years in microfluidics. Nice. Um, he's a he's a smarty pants. He does cool things, but everything we've done, the store, everything, he'd build displays. He painted. I wanted a wall brown. He went in on the weekend and painted the wall. He'd work the cash register so I could go to Maggie's swim meets. He'd he'd do anything. He learned the system to teach me how to do the inventory. Yeah. The store was ours. You know, it was it was mine. I ran it day to day, but it was ours. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he, he felt very much a part of it and he was a part of it. Um mm-hmm. he just happened to have this other job. <laughs> 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 you know that other job yeah other job. yeah yeah and so now that you are full-time chef which i want to talk about some more yeah. is he involved in that at all or oh, is yeah. it we call him yeah. mr cwa yeah he <laughs> so he loves that i also have a travel company where we go to um italy and france and spain and morocco mm. and I, so we both believe well we're not going to retire we think it's like not the way to go because mm-hmm. we don't want to get i don't know we just don't want to get pigeonhole we want to try to stay yeah. active and and then with the cooking he usually you know he likes to pour wine he, he he'll help me if if like because staff you know i have a great summer staff but it's it's always up and down and yeah. um and he'll step in and help me um do service yeah. for class or whatever he makes some um, these beautiful wooden carving boards and we do those usually for our clients as a present and nice. so like all kinds of different yeah yeah I'm sure it's nice for him to take a break from the engineering and bring himself into this more creative space. So yeah. And it's fun because I forgot a part of my career when I was, when I met him, I was the publisher of drug discovery. Like it was weird that I was in that industry. It wasn't really who I was, but I got this job and, um, and I learned the industry pretty well. And so I, I learned a lot from Richard and I had him as a speaker at one of my conferences. And it was so interesting because he takes really difficult concepts and I wouldn't even say dumbs them down. He just explains them in a way where all of a sudden you're like, oh, and oh, I get that, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of cool, um, there's still a lot of cool things that he does. And I don't know where I was going with this, but um, anyways, (laughs) oh, I help him in his world because he has a world where he's dealing with like their salespeople often have to be chemists to talk to other chemists or biologists mm-hmm. to talk to other biologists, but they're selling equipment. And so I, I can help them usually with the sales part. Like I can be like, well, I'd really, you know, take this tactic or that tactic. And, mm-hmm. and then I love hearing all about the developments because they're cutting edge kind of. Cool yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So you guys both can enjoy each other and have conversations about things where I know a lot of couples are like, when I come home, I don't want to talk about work. I don't want to talk about anything. And I'm just like, well, I want to know what's going on. I think it's interesting what you do, you know? Yeah. Just say, yeah well, and also it's what you do, right? So if you're not, right. I guess maybe, but, but th- then I would say, you know, Abby, the inside me would say, if you don't want to talk about work, maybe you should change your job. Yeah. It's, you know, true. you spend so much time on it. Yeah. Yeah, so it I, is. I, but they say it's like you hate it that much, then yeah, you know, and, and time to find something you new. Can't like you know some jobs you you can't give them the play by play. It just depends on what it is, right. you know. Right. Like if you're in finance, you're not going to come home and tell someone about <laughs> trades of the day, right? It's a, 
you probably don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That job gets a that job gets a hall pass. We don't need to hear about that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, I traded lots of money today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh what I wanted to talk more about, I want the listeners to hear more about, of course, is your business. So you're chef now, you're doing what you love. It yeah. followed the breadcrumbs basically all through childhood, which is really beautiful. There was always a piece of it in your story. So talk to us about what you're doing with it all now and you know, where you see it going. And yeah, just tell. I well, I, I, uh, I have this cooking school in Norwell and um, it turned into, I do a lot of special dinners. People book in to do like a birthday party or a friend's night or not a class, but like to come to dinner. Um, mm-hmm. Our property is really beautiful, especially in summer set up for, um, we have like a little wine shed. We have a, a an arbor with grapes growing over it. Oh, we beautiful. have a cool deck and we, we just like do it all kind and we have beautiful flowers and a koi pond. And so we do little vignettes um, so people can, you know, I think they like that because it's something different and usually mm-hmm. you know, the food's good. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I love the classes. I love the classes. They're super Mm -hmm. fun. Um, People love doing a date night class or a girlfriend's class or birthday class. I mean, for some reason, I've just been doing them again and like a lot lately. Um, I do, I do some catering. Um, I, I find it amazing. I've never, I've only done two tastings in eight years. People hire me for their major events without ever, um, tasting my food so maybe they've been in another party or they've been to a class but i feel like that's a like that's very important to me to keep that integrity and that and that mm-hmm. you know word of mouth is so important and i'd love to i would love i say this every week i'd love to really finish my cookbook but i'm gonna just need some time it's so nice i have so many inquiries but it also stresses me out because i i don't like this afternoon i have to go do some errands and i'm like mm-hmm. i really should be on my email all afternoon but i just I have to go do some errands. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, I'd like to get better at that. I don't know if I can um, really, because I like scheduling software, not great when you have a business out of your house, you know, it's yeah. not all of a sudden you get a message. You have a class at 5 PM. That doesn't really work. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I book everything directly. Um, yeah. But I, I love what I do. I mean, I work really long days. I, um, I work a lot, uh, but I have days of fun. And this summer I've built in like more weeks of off because I need it. So, (laughs) yeah, no, that's important. I mean, you value that. So you built it in and that's good. And it sounds like you have a a good balance of kind of weaving in and out of what you do when the kids are out of the house. So it gives you a little bit more of that freedom. Right. So Yeah. yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. And I think you'll definitely, yeah. I, well, I think it's really interesting. You must've been to be just hiring someone now like handling that by yourself for so long. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's one of those things where you're, you know, you think, well, I mean, we're paying tuition, you know, we just had a wedding. <laughs> we have life. Yes. yes. So we're, we're just trying to figure because when you own your own businesses, the one thing is, even though Richard has a company structure, a much bigger mm-hmm. business, you still reinvest in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't take a, a corporate salary because it's his business and he doesn't want to take it away from his business. So he has mm-hmm. a nice salary, but not, you know, not, not what he would be making on the open market. Sure. And then I reinvest, but you know, everyone's like, Oh, you must, I'm like, yeah, but 
you have to understand how a party breaks down, you know, like mm -hmm. you have insurance, you have food, you mm -hmm. have labor, you have time, you have all these things. So you don't make as much money as you think we do well, but you know, all those things are factors. So you have to really, you know, bringing people on full time and employees is something I didn't want to do after having the store, not mm -hmm. really my favorite, but like working with someone on a contract basis, who's a professional yeah. and just so with it is so fun. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and someone to brainstorm with. Yep. yep. Um, so that's really nice. So I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like the store gave you a lot of concrete experience for what you do and do not want, which is, yes, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 And I, I would say to other women too, you know, I don't know if the little voices talk to you in, in your head, but you know, like I think women totally shortchange themselves. I have a lot of women say, well, what am I going to do? I've only been a mother. I'm like, oh, well, you run a house right. because I, I'm i a mother who works and I run a house and I find it exhausting, you know, and my husband helps. He doesn't gripe about doing anything, honestly, but when he's away, you know, I'm doing everything and he mm -hmm. like it's he appreciates that so it's not like a he she thing but i know how much work it is so you women shortchange themselves all the time i'm like you're the master of a universe really you have tons of mad skills you need to sit down and figure out mm -hmm. what you do during your day and what that translates into mm -hmm. you know if you want to really go back into a work world work world yeah or do you want to create your own path and your own job yeah. the only thing is no matter what you do it's going to be work you know, I know. It, it does. It's just not like, oh, I'll do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought I was going to be like. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I want to do a podcast. I love it. And I'm like, looking yeah. at your equipment. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not doing a podcast today, you know, but I love the idea of it. Yeah. And, um, it's a lot of work. And, it, and and when you say a lot of work, it I I work a lot and I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a lot of work in a bad way, but anything you yeah. really want to do is going to be effort, maybe mm -hmm. not work, but effort. Yeah. yeah. I think there is a, at least from my point of view, this, oh, if I, there's a lot of get rich quick schemes out there these days. Oh, I yes. think that's what it is. And so, <laughs> yeah, if you go into one and you fail at one, it's like, well, I'm trying to hit maybe, oh, maybe that just wasn't the right business for me. And you just keep doing it. I was stuck in that mindset for a little while. I had gotten into network marketing. I feel like everybody has, but so I was like, oh, let me just try to do this. And yeah. I didn't, yeah, it was, it was still work. You still had to do a lot of work and, th but there's this portrayal that it's not that you just show right. up with your smiles and you're just, you're making money. And then going back to our conversation earlier is what I value the money or is it what I'm getting from that money? Like, what is the purpose here? Right. behind what you're trying to do. And I think that's a good place to sort of land because if women are trying to figure out a way to reinvent themselves or to you know, find their purpose, you know, what is your reasoning behind it? What is ultimately, what do you want to do? Do you want to leave a legacy? Do you want to yeah. you know build a tree for future generations? Things like that. So well, also, I think all women should know where their money is whether mm -hmm. it's joint money or whatever. I, I, I have this discussion a lot too, because I'm like, mm -hmm. well, if his head falls off, what's happening you know there, mm -hmm. I, I you know do you have a, things like practical things like do you have a will do you have your wishes written down do you have mm -hmm. um you know if you're going to start a company these are things that you need to think about like if are, are you you know everything of ours is joint um everything because he's like 
what are we going to, we have like a secret, I have a credit card that he doesn't have and vice versa because we buy stuff. But like at the end of the day, we pay, I pay it out of the joint account. (laughs) It's it's more, it's more like, yeah. I mean, I, he could care less what I bring into the house, but like, if I want to buy him a secret gift, like we have that, yeah. but I always say, um, I always say, know your, know your position, know your net worth, understand what you have as a family, you know, don't let someone tell you because, well, if you don't work outside the home that you're not valued, I, try to get someone to fill your position and see what you have to pay them mm-hmm. and then go back to that table with a conversation. If that's an issue. I don't in some houses it is because I hear a lot of women say I don't have my own on my own money. I'm like, yeah. you know, like you're being held hostage because you're raising four kids. You know, I probably mm-hmm. sound like I'm on a some like a blow horn about this or something, but I do so many women say it to me while they're cooking. Like I hear so many things in cooking classes and this yeah. is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you were so lucky. And that's where I say I wasn't so lucky. I made this happened like and yeah. i'm not being boastful i said i wanted to do it and i you know my husband is a part of it and mm-hmm. because it's in our home and we have to talk about it um but i i'm the one who goes to work and goes to get the food and does the recipes mm-hmm. and sets mm-hmm. up the, you know the school so um you can be lucky too if you figure out what you want to do and i don't mean that tongue in cheek i mean yeah hard right Mm-hmm. So many smart women, I feel they just feel stifled. If that's yeah. the right word, I no, where... I think it's the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or afraid, or afraid. Yeah, because if you're, you know, there was a. I was out to lunch with my girlfriend yesterday. She hasn't worked in five years, so she went in for an interview, and the woman who was interviewing her, a woman interviewing her, said, "So you've been unemployed for five years?" She's like, "No, I've been raising kids for five years." Like yeah. I took off so I could raise my kids. It's not that I was unemployed, but <laughs> doing everything else under the sun. What have you been doing? No, it's just, you know, and that's, it's yeah. sad to see that that's still a conversation like this. It, oh yeah, my but God. It is, it is. And it's, it's going to take. It's very interesting you know. how polarizing it is. And it's mm-hmm. so annoying. You know, I've never, we used to laugh because when Maggie was a, a kid and we were doing fundraising, a group of women including myself were like the head fundraisers for the elementary school. I have busy, so busy, but you know, whatever. I loved going into school and seeing everyone. That was like elementary years were so fun. So I loved that. And I was like, well, you know, we have to do it, blah, blah. But the one woman who did not work outside the home and literally never signed up for anything like selling tickets, anything when we, we would be like, can you cover for like 99.45? I've got to go hop on a conference call. And she'd be like, no. <laughs> I used to think, why, 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 why? So it was like this weird thing. She's like, so you're still working. I'd be like, yeah, because we have like a life we have to support. And yeah. you know, it's funny, like, it's just funny yeah. that you're still working. I was like, is your kid going to be any better than my kid? I don't think so. Right. No, right. It's not right. that, right? It's it's not that. It's the attention that you give. It's the, right. you know, do you teach, you know, manners? Do you teach education? Do you teach, you know, love? Do you teach how to argue, how to get through an argument, how to make friends? Mm-hmm. Like all those things you have to teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not rely on the school system to do it for you, right? <laughs> no. no, but a lot of people do. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. My mom was used to say, I was, I'm a therapist, I'm a teacher, I'm a mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, the, the kids, um, 
it goes so fast. Like we were saying, it's just like, boom, they're, they're grown and you only have like a window to get it right. You know, whatever that is. And then you're, then after that, you're just trying to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) In my own case with me as an adult, if you do things that you don't like, or you fail, Mm-hmm. You should talk. I've talked about that with Maggie too. Cause like when I closed the store, it was a heart wrenching decision and I was definitely crying and I felt guilty. I was unemploying people, you know, I was putting yeah. people who worked for me. were not going to be working. And I spent, we, we spent a lot of money and we needed to recoup that money. And that's one of the reasons that we sold our home was just so that we didn't have to ride out that debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to make a healthy decision for ourselves. So we weren't, you know, just chasing our tails and yeah. miserable. Um, and those were hard decisions, but we talked about them with the kids and we said, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And, yeah. you know, if you have questions ask, but we just, you know, these are, we tried something, it worked, but it kind of failed because we can't sustain it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did mm-hmm. want to leave and go to culinary school. So that was one thing, but also retail in general, Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have made it through COVID, but we, you know, it's a hard life. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was a great idea. And it was, I mean, people love the store and still write me about it, but it was, it was in practice. It was probably not the most financial, the best financial decision. And, and to that, Richard said, well, um, we can always make more money. <laughs> Richard. Richard. I know we love Richard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I have two more questions before we wrap this up. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, one was, okay, so you stepped into, you know, going from corporate and then stepping into entrepreneurship. Did you just yeah. learn along the way or did you have some guidance there? Well, I grew up with my aunt having a needlepoint store in Ridgewood mm. and on okay. Cape Cod. Okay. And so she would, you know, I don't know if you needlepoint, but in the day, Madeline mm. Horn on Nantucket was the needlepoint guru and needlepoint's like a thing with a mm-hmm. lot of and so she was becoming very um it was kind of like a family business my mom is a lovely artist and my grandmother was as well Mm -hmm. and um so they would design and paint the canvases and so my aunt was also very talented so they had this beautiful needlepoint store called thread your own needle and i used to go to work at it under the after school Mm -hmm. um and i go and sit down with you know aunt dot and i love to like do the cash register and I don't know, whatever. I did my homework there. And in summers I'd work there for a while. And so I saw, you know, I saw that it wasn't necessarily backbreaking work, but it was cool. And it was a family, if it's a family business and she was making money at it. She was doing quite well. It, going back to what my parents said, like, you can always do something for a year. I, I thought, well, if it doesn't work out, I like, I just don't, I got to a point where I didn't want to work for other people when I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's like, I wanted yeah. to create something. I employ, you know, I employ people, people, the, the women and young men who work for me seem to like that. Um, mm-hmm. I like to mentor. I like all that. Um, yeah. so I, I, and I, I, oh my, you know, my mom also was always just so try anything, you know, let's see if we can make it work kind of thing. So probably a yeah. little bit of seeing and then mm-hmm. a little bit of the freedom having the freedom to be able to change and mm-hmm. do something like there there wasn't like oh no don't ever do that yeah there was always we'll try it <laughs> yeah yeah which yeah. you did and but so never working in retail 
what was, did you do a bunch of research first? Did you talk to some people? Well, I mean, you had your aunt who had the store, but you know, setting up things administratively, staff-wise. Going back to Richard. Richard. So we did a business plan because Richard had started a pretty successful business. And he, so I wrote, and I'm a good writer. So I Mm -hmm. wrote all the fluff, basically. Mm -hmm. All the, I'm going to sell this to the bank. Yeah. He wrote, he had like, he wrote all the technical stuff. He wrote all the forecasting. He took um, Google shots of the traffic and the traffic patterns. And I mean, when we went for our loan, the guy's like, I've never seen anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Best business plan ever. (laughs) It was like a 200 page business plan. And there was like, um, so yeah, I did write a business plan with him. But all, you know, so it was again, a joint effort. Like my part was needed and his part was needed. Um, Mm -hmm. but he knew how to do it because he'd done it twice actually. Mm -hmm. So he'd done it. And so he was like, let, you know, if we're going to put structure to this thing, we, we need to start here. Mm -hmm. I did refer back to it. So it doesn't have to be a business plan that you're getting money from a bank, but keep a diary, keep a journal. I do write everything down. I, any idea I have, I write down. I'm always looking through pe- pieces of paper because I hate using my phone because I can't even find the notes on my phone. So I'm like, I'm like a crazy person with my planner, but I, I do every time, if I have an idea at a restaurant, I'll write it on a napkin and I'll like put it in my diary. And so it doesn't have, but going back through your diary, you can really kind of piece together things you might want to do or what it might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, have a business mind. I wouldn't say I have a business mind. I'd say I have a, I mean, I'm good at business, but I don't have a math business mind. You know, I'm not like mm-hmm. a statistics kind of girl. I just yeah. kind of fly by the seat of my pants. But if you need that kind of structure, then you you should have maybe a business partner who doesn't want to do what you want to do. If you know what I mean, you yeah. have to complement each other. You mm-hmm. can't like be up against each other. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing to think about too. You know, like if you, um, cause I, like I realized about myself, I like things done a certain way and I'm very much, uh, I like it done correctly sounds wrong, but like, I like a table set properly. If we're going to serve people, you know, they're coming mm-hmm. experienced, they're paying a lot of money. They deserve everything that they're paying for. So, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think about that and some people are like, well, it could just be, whatever if we don't have the time today i'm like no i can't because their money is just as good as the person's last night like we have to make sure that it's the same and it's all you know lovely so um things like that so you have to have someone who's like-minded if you're going to have help and then if you don't have the strength you know like i have an accountant who files my taxes because i can't i literally don't know what i'm doing Mm -mm. um kind of thing (laughs) yeah i don't mm, me and numbers i'm allergic (laughs) well and also like with with christine who's working for me i i would let her answer emails for me i haven't said that in years because i'm very particular about it you know how Mm -hmm. do you correspond with someone make sure you spell someone's name correctly don't type in shorthand like there's it's great that we all do that now but it's it's not great because there's always a miscommunication and there's always un you know I can't stand the th- saying I'm all set. Cause I'm like, really, you're kind of like, you're all set. You're blowing me out. Like I hate that. So I never write that, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, did I write that? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like I'll say to my friend, like, do you want to, 
she she knows i'll be like so do you want to go get a drink on um friday or something she'll be like i'm all set i've got something else i'm like please don't say that to me it like drives me crazy <laughs> good to know <laughs> but anyways communication i think is important getting people's yeah. names spelled correctly that you know they want to be your clients like do the spell check make sure you've you've talked to them and you you have their right information um i think that's just, that's totally a generational thing too because as i say because because you know <laughs> i growing up that's that you were taught to write letters a certain way just remember with the old school paperhead you had the date and the address and the name yes. and all the things so that's how i'm always i hope you're having a nice day this is what i want to tell you about you know that's just how i write so i can i can yeah yeah, yeah can absolutely you because you have to um you you have to you still have to communicate you know the kids i say kids the young people who work for me they they're like well i emailed and i texted i haven't got an answer back i'm like how about if we sit here and call them right now and it's so funny 99 percent of the time um you know we'll call i'm like call the the uh, we have this person who does um uh, embroidery on things for us mm -hmm. and she's just really hard to text because she's always working but mm -hmm. if you call her she'll pick up the phone because she can sure. she can do it and uh, they're just like oh my gosh that was so much faster i'm like isn't that crazy it's so crazy <laughs> i'm like why are you waiting for someone to email you if they're like me i, I may not get to my email which i should put yeah. that in my email i'm so you do you're so good yeah, i know it's up three hours because i was like oh i should do that yeah <laughs> i will get back to you in three weeks <laughs> <laughs> I hope <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love yeah. it. I hope at the end or call me, right. Or call, yeah, me. call me. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the last question that I had before we go, and I like to ask everybody is that if you could tell the audience something that you do to cultivate joy in your life, uh, something that they could also do possibly um, right now today. Well, I've done a lot of thinking about this because during COVID, Richard came, Richard came up and wrote on our, our chalkboard, no zero days. And I kind of said, he's like, we're going to do something. He goes, who knows what's going to happen? He goes, I don't know if the world's ending either. We're just going to, but we're not going to have any zero days. And I think about that a lot, right? So um, I think walking, it sounds so mundane, but going out for a walk with a friend or your dog or somebody getting out into the sunshine or mm -hmm. the light um, creates some joy and it takes the heaviness. Like if you have an issue going on or you're just like, eh, what am I doing, right? You go walking, it, it helps. Mm -hmm. um, it's better than retail therapy and it's healthier. Um, so I always say that, like, do something for yourself, you know, don't feel so guilty, whether that's for me, that's, um, like, I, I actually love to read and I started to be like, okay, I'm going to read 10 pages. And if I just don't read more than 10 pages, at least I've got 10 more pages in my book. And so my friends and I, we formed a little book club, but we're being nice. very like, cause we, we want to talk about the book, but we don't want it to get like super serious. We just want to, you know, so that you know, sparks joy, do something that, you know, I would say something for yourself, something healthy. Like we started also, my friends, I started having, I know this is a thing now, but we say sober dates, like none of us are alcoholics, but it, instead of wine, we make like a mock, we also drink wine, but we do like a mocktail or we go for a walk and we grab like a green tea and just something healthy, 
because mm-hmm. it's always the act of being together and sitting around where you're like, oh, I should have wine, but it's like, we could mm-hmm. do something else. We could do a Pilates class. Yeah. You could do yoga. So I, I think it out, it does involve movement. If you could find joy movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah. I also, well, I just love being around my family, but I know not everybody does. So I don't say that very lightly, you know, so yeah, you gotta go yeah. out and find it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a, that's something that I've tried to do more of myself being someone who's like, I would say a little bit more introverted, but now as we were talking, I would say before I hit record, just about the world opening up more and having more interactions. I'm trying to plan more of those, even on weeks when I feel a little bit more down. I think that's, I'm saying to myself, I know this is going to make me feel better to go meet with this friend and to go take this walk or do this thing rather than, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and rest, you know, well, pushing you know, they myself. Did a, they did a study, you know, when they start, so with, an, with the older generation, I, I, I can't remember what year this was, but they did a study, I, I, they being, I think it was Ernst and Young, a real study to see like the impact of um, small town America or, or that feeling like the bank closing and going to a bigger branch and the post mm-hmm. office moving to like one regional post office, things like that, where people mm-hmm. who didn't have any other interactions during the day, but they went to the bank to deposit their check and they went to the post office and they went to talk to the baker. Mm-hmm. As example. And, and that the, the rate of like depression and stuff really grew because now everything mm-hmm. was being automated and some of their local places were disappearing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what community they did. Maybe it was Boston. I can't remember the, the exact study, but I remember thinking, oh, they needed that, that they needed to do that. That was their mm-hmm. purpose. They got out, they walked, yeah. you know, they did their errands and now things were like, being taken away, also not explained or taught very well, like, oh, get an app. But to yeah. a certain age, you know, get an app on a phone to do your banking is not no. doable. So that's like a, you know, a more extreme example, but like getting out is the point. So like, yeah. even I'm kind of like low or something. I'll go to like Barnes and Noble because they have a Starbucks and I'll mm-hmm. get tea and I'll, I'll read and then there's people buzzing around and you start to be like, oh, okay, I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> Just get that yeah. energy flow. Yeah. 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 No zero days. All right. Well, I'm going to write that down too. I'm going to no tell my days. husband about that. <laughs> it's a great thing, right? Because you yeah. kind of think, because Maggie also had gotten a sewing machine. She was a senior in high school mm-hmm. and she loves fashion. So my mom got her a beautiful sewing machine on March 2nd and the world closed down on March 13th. Mm. She was picking colleges. And, um, and I said, well, why don't you make masks? Because like, you've got this sewing machine what are you going to do and um for the first day i think she wanted to throw a hammer at my head she's and we're all like you know she's like this is ridiculous i don't even know how to make a mask so my friend sent her a pattern and she begrudgingly sat at the table but the next day she came up and you know she didn't come up till noon she was like um but then every day she started coming up and she started and then I got materials and all the things because they were also very hard to get for a while. So I got on um, all my social media channels and people like friends from high school, friends from jobs I had in DC would send materials. They'd send 
you know, um, this elastic yeah. and they send them <clears throat> forms and they'd send fabric and they donate money so we could buy it. And I post her doing it all. And then, um, my husband would cut the pat, we'd cut all the fabric and then she'd make them. Mm -hmm. So we had this whole table, this whole table was filled with masks and we gave, I mean, we started selling them because people were like, we'll buy them now. But, but yeah. I would say she made like 500 just for like first wave of it for emergency workers and people mm -hmm. were crying like saying thank you mm -hmm. they sent her notes saying you know we couldn't get an extra mask i only get one ppe mask the, the nurses yeah were just yeah. yeah devastated and so and that came that came out of zero days so it's just interesting when yeah. you say to yourself you're like oh i could do something yeah yeah absolutely something is better than nothing yes. <laughs> all yes. those things <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such a pleasure and I know everyone is going to just love this conversation. So thank you so much. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I hope that you were able to take something away from this podcast that encouraged you or that's going to bring more joy into your life, taking exactly what you needed and leaving what you don't. But come back and listen again. I find that when I go back and I listen to a podcast for the second time, sometimes the third, I am finding new little nuggets in there that I didn't think about before so it just depends right what we got going on in our life so i hope you'll come back and you will share this with a friend if you think that they could hear it they have a conversation and it sparks something for you and better yet i would be super grateful and feeling very blessed if you just take 30 seconds to leave a review on this podcast so that it can continue to get out into the world and reach other women who may need to hear it thank you so much for your time and i will talk with you next time Thank you.